This podcast was first broadcast on Mix 92.6. Go to mix926.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts. And if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around Hertfordshire and from further afield. Now, one of the questions that I get asked most frequently is, Amanda, what do I need to do to make my home more sustainable? Or what do I need to do to insulate my home? Or how do I know what I need to do to my home to reduce my carbon footprint? Well, from now on, I'm going to be suggesting that anyone asking these questions reads a newly published book by local author Judith Leary-Joyce. It's called A Beginner's Guide to Eco-Renovation with the subtitle Understand the Basics and the Best Questions to Ask. I spoke to Judith and I started by asking her what had motivated her to write the book. That's a very good question. We started off building an eco extension. We told the architect we wanted it to be uh, sustainable and good for the climate. But it's only as we went along that we realised that just doing that bit on its own wasn't enough that we'd have to go back through the house and improve the insulation. But that meant we didn't have builders who were used to doing that. And we didn't really know what we were doing. So I spent hours on the internet learning about it, researching, exploring. And all the time I kept thinking, what we need is an idiot's guide. That would just give me the overview and at least I'd know what I'm looking for. But I never found it. And once we'd finished and we were settled, I thought, well, maybe I need to write it. So that's what I did. I set out to write an idiot's guide that would give people the overview so that they could ask the right questions. Okay. So how did you go about putting all this stuff together? Where did you find out what you should do to make your house more environmentally friendly? Lots of websites, lots of sitting and searching, lots of trying to find books that would help. Talking with the architect that we had originally whenever we could, talking with builders, asking everywhere really, and gradually finding the places that would help, places like Centre for Alternative Technology, Ecological Building Systems. You know, There are a lot of professionals out there who, even if they're trying to sell you something, they're still very balanced because they're, they're not yet used to people saying, we want to build a house or retrofit a house that's going to be good for the environment. So they were very generous with their time. And gradually I worked it out. But there's things like, if I'd just known that word retrofit, it would have made, it would have opened up a massive amount for me, but I didn't know. So I kept looking at renovation. And that was another driver in writing the book. You know, once you've got the right words and the right questions, you can find the answers. That, that's, that's a really interesting point, isn't it? Yes, just something as easy as knowing the right thing to, to, to search for. So it sounds like your search for the information has been extensive and has taken you an awfully long time. So can you explain to us what, what will we find in this book? What kind of things have you, have you covered? You've mentioned insulation. What, what, what else? Well, my biggest learning of the whole thing, and I have put this in at regular intervals in the book, is that you can't just think of insulation 
And that worries me about so much press now is about we need to insulate. You do need to insulate, but unless you go for air tightness as well, you will still be cold and then you'll be disappointed. It's a bit like when we put on a woolly jumper that's got a loose knit. It looks cosy, but when you go out in the wind, you're still cold. You need a windproof jacket as well, and it's the two together. So you need to insulate, you need air tightness. And once you've done all of that, you've taken out the natural drafts. So you have to put in ventilation. And if you're in an old house, you also need to think about breathability. So it was recognising that these four, like the big four, go together. And unless you know about that, you could end up insulating really well and and be troubled with condensation and then feel really fed up. So in the book, you'll learn about the, the big four. Again, the overviews, the terminology you need to be able to talk to your builder Okay, I looked at a whole chapter on planning, planning permission, permitted development, all that sort of thing. I looked at windows and doors. Uh, it went into decor and also at the end, how do you recycle all the stuff? You know, when you, you're building, you're clearing out and all the stuff of ages is coming out the loft or coming out of cupboards that have got to be thrown away. How do you deal with that without just sending it to the dump? So I've got a whole chapter on the recycling and how you can find the people for whom it would be a delight. Brilliant. But well, that sounds like you've covered an awful lot of, of things there. And do you cover things like renewable energy? Yes. Yes, absolutely. We've got an air source heat pump. So I've got a chapter that covers the air source heat pump and the solar energy. And again, it all dovetails in together. So once you've done all the other stuff of making the house cosy and comfortable, then you, the air source heat pump does a great job and the solar can start to power it so that's when you start to really get the benefits in terms of energy consumption okay that sounds fantastic now you've mentioned your builder a a few times and I did have a a very small extension done uh, at some point in in the past and I just remember just spending a lot of time making lots of cups of tea for the builder and making nice cake because I really wanted you know I I was just aware I felt very vulnerable he was there ripping my house apart and and I kind of didn't want to upset him because you know I just realized that if he walked out or whatever I was going to be I was going to be left high and high and dry I really wanted to just keep on the, the right side of him and I just wondered how the conversation had gone with your builder and also if you had any tips for us talking to Albert because most of us we're going to need a builder to do um, this retrofitting aren't we so so if you got anything to help us with there well I'm blessed with a husband who always comes up with 10 solutions where one will do perfectly well so we had to start with finding a builder that would be able to deal with that so this was something we dealt with right up front Uh, we did know the guy we used he'd uh, done my daughter's house and so we just sat down and talked with him and I said to him, look, you are going to be able to, you're going to have to cope with John uh, and all his bright ideas. So we set that out up front, which in retrospect was very helpful. And I think that is useful to say to builders, you know, that I'm going to have ideas. I might change my ideas as we go along. Once I see it, I might want it done differently. Are you going to be okay with that? We did have to put up with a lot of teasing. Because what we were doing, the builders thought was a bit silly. What the way they'd done it all those years was perfectly good. Um, 
And I remember the same feelings as you, you know, as I was giving them cake and tea and biscuits and stuff and keeping them happy. And then suddenly thinking, actually, I've got to live in this house for a very long time and they'll be gone. And their job is to do what I want them to do. So, you know, I, I girded my loins and said, OK, that's not that's not good enough. We need to do it again. And we did have to do that reasonably often just because we were all learning as we went along. And they were used to their ways of working and used to their shortcuts. And those shortcuts often mean drafts coming in or holes through the insulation or whatever. So what kind of reaction did you get from your builder when you were asking him to do all of these things he thought were a a, a bit strange? Did did he see it as part of the learning curve that he was necessarily going to have to go on? Honestly, I don't think so at the time. I'm hoping now that he knows more about what it achieved in terms of energy conservation that he might think it's been of more value. Um, But at the time, I think he was just thinking about pleasing us and doing the job the way we wanted it done. But I'm hoping more builders are starting to understand now the difference that they can make Indeed. Well, I, I suppose now now um, this builder has done this work for you, it won't seem unusual if he's asked to do something again. And also, builders are quite good at suggesting things, aren't they? Perhaps it will become, you know, the kind of things he's done for you will be things he will suggest to, 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 to future clients who I'm sure will be very keen to hear about how they can save, save money on their fuel bills. Yes, well, I really hope so. Because in in terms of it, we sat down and worked out what have we actually saved by doing all of this to the house. And to our complete amazement, we discovered we'd saved 75% of our energy usage. And in fact, we checked it again last night because we knew I was going to talk to you. And actually, the second year of living in the house, it's 80%. So in the full year before we started any of the renovation work where we had a a gas combi boiler and the single brick wall house we used 25 and a half thousand kilowatt hours and in the year from September to September ending now we used five and a half thousand kilowatt hours that that's astonishing isn't it isn't it we I mean even we didn't expect that that is amazing. We, did, we didn't do it on price, obviously, because that's changed so much. But one-fifth of the kilowatt hours is yes. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well done you. And that sounds like a, that's a, um, a great advert for the things that you're, you're talking about in your book, isn't it? You know, really, you've, uh, you've shown that it's very effective. So who do you think would find your book particularly useful? Is it just those of us who are embarking on great works or... Uh, who, who, who do you think really needs to be <laughs> sending off for a copy now? Well, I think anybody who's thinking about doing any renovation or has started it already will benefit from the book. I also think people who are just thinking, my house is really cold, what can we do about it, will get some benefit. I'm also actually working on um, another piece that's about energy saving hacks around the house. So that'll be available as well soon. But I think anybody that is uh, lamenting the amount of energy they're using, this is worth reading, because even if they can't do it straight away, or they can't do it all at once, then they will understand there are things they can do, and they can start to put it into their plan, their life planning. 
Yeah, indeed. Well, you know, my next question was, you know, the book um, has got eco in the title, but, you know, that that you've obviously intended, well, I suspect you've intended it to be eco as in ecological, but actually it really does sound as if economical is, a, is another way of looking at that eco, isn't it? That's it brilliant. Like- yes, that's absolutely brilliant. I love that. Yes, I shall use that now. Thank you very much. Yes, <laughs> ab- absolutely it is, because it's not just what we save week on week as well. So uh, our EPC rating's gone from a D to a B. And uh, that's becoming increasingly relevant if you want to sell your house. And when we got estate agents to come and look at the house now to give us an evaluation, the estate agent that really understood what we'd done and was really interested in the retrofit priced the house at almost 100,000 more than a another estate agent who didn't really take in what we'd done. So I think it's up the value of the house. It's improved the EPC, which is the selling point, and it's saving us money week on week. And I wonder, has it made your house more comfortable to live in as well? Is it a nicer place to live? Oh, God, it's fantastic. I used to constantly be wrapped in thick jumpers, thermals, hoodies, big scarves because it was such a cold house it faces uh, east west so it's a cold house very little direct sunshine and now it's just so warm and comfortable um, I have a friend who comes to see me and she said I don't know what it is but it just feels different it feels really nice and it's the difference between I think heating up the air which is what you do with normal central heating and this heats up the house so it, it's almost like being in a blanket. It's lovely. Well, I can imagine a lot of people sitting there now thinking, do you know, I want some of that. So if we if we do want some of that, um, how do we get a hold of a copy of your book? Uh, it's on Amazon in either an e-book or a paperback. And within the next uh, couple of weeks, you'll be able to go into a bookshop and order it. Okay, that sounds fantastic. Judith, thank you so much for telling us about that. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for asking me. I was talking there to Judith Leary-Joyce, local author of The Beginner's Guide to Eco-Renovation. And I'd just like to say that I've read some of the book and whilst it's packed with really helpful information, it's not written like a technical manual, but is in such a readable way with little anecdotes which really help to keep you interested. I like the one where Judith says that she suddenly finds that she's just subconsciously abandoned her once much-loved cashmere scarves and realises that it's because she's no longer permanently cold. Now, I'm not planning any building works to my house, but I still found that there was lots to learn from the book. And it's motivated me to look at insulating and draft proofing the wooden floorboards in the ground floor of my house. Now, I have to say it's a bargain at £7.76, especially as it could save you so much money in the long run. And you'll find more from Judith on her website, which is www.ecorenovationhome.com. I'd love to hear what you think. Will you be investing any eco-renovation measures for your home? Well, you can email I'm on amanda.yorworth at mix926.com or look for Environment Matters on Mix926 on Twitter and Facebook. And if you are concerned that your home is cold or you'd like help cutting back your energy bills, then you'll be interested to hear about the St Albans District Council's St Albans Home Energy Support Service. 
In partnership with Better Housing, Better Health, they've now launched a central phone advice line available to all residents, regardless of income, to help with all aspects of energy efficiency and the energy crisis. Now, through this service, and I say that's a phone service, residents of all incomes can get for instance, referral for grants and funds that you might be eligible for, um, checks to make sure that you're receiving all the support that you're entitled to, advice on switching energy suppliers, detailed home energy assessments, and lots more. Now, the number to call is 0800 107 0044, and the phone line is open weekdays 9 till 5. I'll give you that number again. It's 0800 one zero seven double zero double four and this service is listed on the council website under energy efficiency at www.saintalbans.gov.uk forward slash energy dash efficiency a quick reminder that if you missed last week's show, then you missed the wonderful Sarah McLaren, who is running workshops to help empower women to green their money. To listen now, go to the podcast page of Mix926.com, where you'll find the podcast of that and many other shows. I'm going to be back at the same time next week, but until then, thank you for listening. <laughs>